0: Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to turn there with me. I'll be reading Hebrews 11 verses 8 through 22. Hebrews 11:8 through 22. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore these all died in faith not having received the things promised but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged them acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth for people who speak thus make it clear that they are they seek a the homeland if they have been thinking of that land from which they have gone out they would have had opportunity to return But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who he had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, on whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons, each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Amen. Do
1: you ever wish that you could predict the future? It would be nice, wouldn't it? If you could predict the future, you could know for sure if it was going to be raining tomorrow. Or you could know if the weather was going to be no problem as you went to work. If you could predict the future, you could know with certainty when the stock market was going to go up. And you could also know when to just keep your money in the bank. And if you could predict the future, you could also know for sure if the Patriots are going to be any good this year without Tom Brady. And you could also know for sure if it might be better for you this year to join with Pastor Travis and become a Giants fan for this year. Now, I have serious doubts that anyone's going to do that, but there are days when we want the ability to predict the future with certainty. There are days when we want to be a prophet. But the truth is that there is only one person who knows the future with certainty, and that person is God. Only God knows exactly what is going to happen in the future. And only God has the power to always bring the events of the future into being that he wants to see happen as our good and gracious king. Now, since only God perfectly knows the future, what does God want from us who are a part of his church as we look forward to the future? Faith. God wants our faith. One of the major characteristics of faith is that faith trusts God for the future. The scripture we just read is from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 is a chapter about faith, and it tells us about different people of faith from the Old Testament. The section of Hebrews 11 that we read today tells us about Abraham and his wife Sarah and their child and their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. All of these people lived with faith. They all trusted God for the future. And God wants you to trust him for your future as well. In what ways does God want us to trust him for the future? Let's see a few ways that God does want us to trust him from Hebrews 11 today. First of all, faith trusts God for the future, even though it does not see the end from the beginning it is not surprising that the author of Hebrews writes about Abraham in his chapter on faith. Abraham was the father of all of the Jews. He was the most respected Jew. He was even known as the friend of God, according to James chapter 2 and verse 23. We learn in Hebrews 11 and verse 8 that by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place. He was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. The writer of Hebrews then is reflecting on what we read from Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Let's read that verse together out loud. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And what did Abram do in response to God's command? We read a very brief response in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 4. Abram went. Abram immediately obeyed God. There was no delay. He just went and did what God had commanded him. Abraham had faith that God would give to him a land to inherit. He trusted that God would keep his promise. And so he immediately obeyed. Now let's think about the obedience of Abraham for a minute. What would you do if you were praying about your own future and God said to you pretty much the same thing that he said to Abraham? I want you to leave your country. I want you to become a foreigner. I want you to leave behind your family and your friends. I want you to... To leave your house. And I want you to go to a place that you have no idea where you're going. I'm not going to reveal that place to you until you get there. How would you have responded to this command of God? Would you have done what Abraham did? How many of you would have said to God, Great, I am all in on this adventure that you are giving me to live? I have no idea where you're taking me. And frankly, I'm a little bit sad about leaving behind my country, my family, my house, and all of my friends. But God, I will obey you. I will have faith that you have a good future and a good land in store for me. I don't know about you, but I think I probably would have been tempted to argue with God in my prayer. I would have said, probably, God... Are you sure about this? It's one thing to ask me to leave behind everything that I love, but I can't see the end from the beginning in what you are asking me to do. I can't even know where I'm going. So can you give me just a little bit of a hint about where I'm headed? Can you show me a sign that this land I'm going to is going to be good? Well, that was not Abraham. Abraham trusted God and his promise for his future. Abraham had faith that God had a good future in store for him, even though Abraham did not see the end from the beginning. God does not always give to us the same command that he gave Abraham, but sometimes he does. He just tells you to go. And if you have been hearing God tell you to go somewhere and do something, have you been ignoring God in recent days? If so, it is time to obey him. It's time to have faith. Where is God calling you to take a step of faith? Don't ignore God. Just have faith. Obey his commands. Now, if I were Abraham, I might have had second thoughts about the adventure God was taking me on by the time of the events of verse 9. Where did Abraham live when he finally made it into the promised land? I brought a picture with me this morning of where Abraham lived with Sarah. He lived in a tent. For his entire time in the promised land, all of his days in the land that God promised him, Abraham lived In a tent. Now, I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate camping. If I'm going to leave my house, I want to be in another person's house or I want to be in a hotel. I don't want to be staying in a tent. I want to be in a good place, a a permanent shelter. But Abraham lived in the promised land in a tent for all of his days. He was always on the move following his flocks and his herds. That was Abraham's life in the promised land. He must have wondered if God had really kept his promise at times to give to him a good land. So why was Abraham content to always be on the move? We find the answer in verse 10. Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. You see, Abraham was excited about going to this promised land that God had for him, the land of Canaan. He was looking forward to that. But there was another place that Abraham was looking forward to going even more than Canaan, the city of God, heaven. If heaven was his future, Abraham was content to live out his days on earth in in a tent. That's what he was content to do. Now, God had not just promised to Abraham and to Sarah a land in their future. He had also promised them a child. A child who would eventually turn into the huge nation of the Israelites who would come from their son Isaac. There was just one problem with this promise of God. Verse 11 tells us that Sarah was past the age for having children. And Abraham was no spring chicken himself. If you read verse 12, you see that Abraham was as good as dead. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone walked up to me after the service and tell me, you know, you look like you're as good as dead, I would not take that as a compliment. But that was Abraham. That was who he was. He was a very old man. But you know What? Both Abraham and Sarah had faith. They had faith that God would keep his promise to give to them a child. They believed that God had this incredible future in store for them. They believed that even in their old age, God would give to them the gift of a precious child. What an unbelievable God we have. How good he is. And that child, Isaac, would turn into a nation that would be large and that would fill an entire land. That nation would be as many as the stars of the heavens. It would be as many as the grains of sand on the shore. Abraham and Sarah believed God for that miraculous future. Church, God keeps his promises for our future even those promises that will take a miracle to fulfill. But God often keeps those promises to us at a time and in a place that we don't expect. So many times we give up on the promises of God when those promises are just around the corner. We stop having faith and we say, oh, it's never going to happen. But God fulfills his promises to us in a time and a place when we don't expect. So if you in your life still can't see the end from the beginning in God keeping his promises to you, don't give up. Keep the faith. Keep trusting God. God will keep his promise to you. He has a great future in his plans for you. Faith trusts God for the future, and it trusts God for the future even if you lose the comfort and security that is found in this world. You see, on the one hand, God fulfilled his great promises to Abraham and Sarah. He gave to them that precious child that they longed for, Isaac. But Abraham did not see, along with his wife Sarah, this huge nation of descendants that would come from their son Isaac. They both died before they could see all of these people coming from Isaac's line. and So they only saw one star in the sky. They saw one grain of sand on the ground in the words of verse 12. And even though Abraham and Sarah lived in the land of promise, they lived there as foreigners. They did not own the land. They were in a tent moving from place to place. So it seemed like the promise had not completely come true. The promises then that Abraham and Sarah received were only partially fulfilled in their lifetimes. And so we read in verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised. But having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Sometimes when I visit people close to death, they're angry. They're angry at how their life turned out, they're angry that it seems like God did not fulfill his promises. But You know what? Abraham and Sarah, they did not die angry with God. Instead, they believed that God would still keep his promises to them even though they didn't see them. They recognized that the complete realization of those promises of God was far away in the future. God was still faithful to them. They knew that God's promises would eventually come to pass. And so they they took the long view. The long view that said that God is always faithful to his word. But while they lived out their days on earth, verse 13 says they, they lived here on earth as strangers and exiles. They were never really at home on this earth. Instead, they were always looking forward to their homeland. Some of you know that my wife, Wendy, is a Canadian. And for a few years after our marriage, Wendy lived with a a green card as a, a resident alien in this country. But after a few years of a lot of questions at the border from border guards who were wondering if Wendy was one of those dangerous Canadian terrorists, Wendy decided, you know, it's probably just better if I become a U.S. citizen. And so when Wendy became a citizen, that, that pretty much stopped all the questions at the border. But you know what didn't stop? Her sense that she was not really at home here. Yes, Wendy likes living in America, and she likes the people here. She has many friends here. But it's just different from her home and native land of Canada. She will especially notice the difference when she tells a joke here, which would cause Canadians to roar with laughter. But when she tells that joke in this country, people just look at her funny, and they say, you must be really strange if you think that's funny. And so when Wendy goes back to Canada to visit her family, she has a sense of being at home in some ways that... She really, even though she hasn't been home in Canada for over 30 years now. Now, sometimes when you're not at home, you get really, really homesick. And that is what was happening for the readers of the book of Hebrews. As Christians, they were being persecuted for their Christian faith. When they were Jews, no one was persecuting them. Judaism was a legal religion in the Roman Empire. And so some of the Jewish Christians said to themselves, I am really homesick. Let's just go back then. Let's go back to the Jewish faith and everything will be good. These readers wanted to enjoy the comfort and the security of this world that they enjoyed when they were living as Jews. And that's when the author of Hebrews reminded them of the future looking faith of the founder of the Jews. Abraham himself. He reminded his readers in verse 15 that Abraham and his family had an opportunity to return home. They could have gone back if they wanted to, Abraham and Sarah. But they didn't. Instead, Abraham and Sarah looked ahead to the future. We find out why they look forward in verse 16. They desire a better country that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Now, this word better in verse 16 is one of the most common words that is used in the book of Hebrews. Usually throughout the letter, the author has been writing to us that Jesus is better. Jesus is greater. That's why we have all of these greater than symbols on our stage, to remind us that Jesus is greater than anyone or anything else that we might love. Jesus is greater. He's better. But here in verse 16, what the author is saying is that the country of heaven is better than the country of earth. That's what's better. Heaven is better than earth. Now, why is heaven so much better than earth? Because Jesus lives there. That's what makes it so much greater. There is a better place then than here on earth. There is a better country. And that country is heaven. That country is with Jesus and it is with God. And so we Christians look ahead. We look forward to our future in heaven with Christ and with God. That is our true homeland. Heaven is our desire because Jesus is our desire. And when we Christians get to heaven one day, do you know what we are going to say? Finally, I am home. Even though I have never been here, I know this is my home. Wherever Jesus is, And wherever Jesus is worshipped, that is my home. Church, let me ask you today, where is your heart? Is your heart only on the things of this world that God has given you to enjoy? You should be grateful for those things and thank God every day. Those are good gifts that God has given to you on this earth. But your home in heaven is so much greater than what you have here. Is your heart then with Jesus? If your heart is with Jesus, God will not be ashamed if you call him your God. In fact, God will gladly pronounce that you are his child when you go home to heaven. He will be proud that you thought that he and his country of heaven were greater than anything else. Here on earth. Will faith finally trust God for the future, even in death? Verses 17 through 19 tell us the story of a near death experience in Abraham's life. Verse 18 reminds us that Isaac was the promised child that God had given to Abraham and Sarah. Through Isaac, the huge nation of Israel came into being. And yet verse 17 reminds us of the story in Genesis chapter 22 when God commanded that Abraham offer up Isaac as a sacrifice to him. Isaac was to be put to death. This command of God must have made no sense whatsoever to Abraham. It seemed like God was contradicting and nullifying his own promise to Isaac. Or to Abraham, rather, to give him a child. Abraham must have been extremely confused. But what did Abraham do when he received this command of God? Again, he immediately obeyed. He trusted God enough to obey him. If you have read this story, you know that God intervened so that Abraham did not sacrifice his sons. At the very last moment, God revealed to Abraham that there was a, a ram caught in the thicket. And as a result, this ram was sacrificed instead of Isaac. That ram was a symbol of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus would be the Lamb of God who would take our place by dying on the cross for our sins. In fact, the place where Abraham sacrificed that ram is very near the place where Jesus himself died. The question I have for you today is this. How did Abraham obey God at a time like this? How could he possibly be willing to sacrifice his son? We find the answer in verse 19. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back Abraham was convinced that if he sacrificed Isaac God would raise Isaac from the dead God would fulfill his promise to him through a miracle and so if you are doubting God for your future today here's what I want you to know God's Word and God's promise always come true always, even if it takes a resurrection to bring that promise to fulfillment. Is that good news for us today, that that is the power of our God? Finally, in verses 20 through 22, we see what happened to Abraham and Sarah's descendants, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, and how they blessed their families on their deathbeds. It's interesting here that the author focuses not so much on what these patriarchs did during their lives that revealed their faith. Instead, he focused on their faith as they prepared to die. Now, people, when they are preparing to die, usually are looking back on their lives. They look back on what they have done. But not these three, not Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Every single one of them was a person of faith. Every single one of them was looking forward to the future. They were people of faith because faith trusts God for the future, even in death. Isaac was confident then that God would fulfill his promises to his children in the future, according to verse 20. And then Jacob had the same confidence for his children, according to verse 21. And when Joseph was dying, he knew that Abraham's descendants would not be staying in the land of Egypt where they were staying at that time. And so he urged his descendants, you need to take my bones from this place when you leave. You need to carry me with you when you go to the promised land of Canaan. How did Joseph know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Israelites would not be staying in Egypt? He had faith in the promise of God. He knew that God had promised Israel a nation and a land. And so Joseph had faith, a faith that trusted God for the future. Joseph's faith said loud and clear, Egypt is not my home. We will not stay here. We are on the move to the promised land that God has for us. Some of you are going through some hard times today. You may not be dying, but you may be feeling like with all of the losses in your life that a part of you is dying. If you feel that way, listen to the word of God this morning. You still have a future. God will keep his promises to you. So keep your faith in Christ, even when it is time for you to die. You still have a future and a hope if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. You have a future because this world is not your home. Heaven is your home. People of faith are people who trust God for their future. They know that God is the king. And they know that God will keep all of his promises to his children. God will do this for us because our God is completely good. So don't believe the lie that you have no future. If you believe that Christ died for your sins, you are a child of God. And God will keep his promises to you no matter how it possible it seems, for those promises to be fulfilled. So don't look back. Instead, look ahead. Look ahead to your future. Keep your faith in Christ and his promises, because faith always trusts God for the future. Let's pray together. God how grateful we are today that we do have a future. We have a future because your word is sure, because you are faithful to do that which you promise. And so I pray for your people who are perhaps discouraged today. I pray that they might not lose their faith at this critical moment. Pray instead that they will trust in you, knowing that you will fulfill your promise and your time And in your way, may we as your people keep the faith, trusting in your goodness and trusting in your power. In your great name we pray, amen.